Welcome everybody to Drawn to us with a profile picture drawn by us where we draw ideas from our community to draw you into us. I am Summertime, your main host, and on this lovely evening I have been joined by not only our members listening in and hopefully enjoying themselves, but also our marvelous, cute Hecate. Introduce yourself in a second. In, in a second? In, in this second? Yes, now. Uh, in this uh, very second. Uh, I make art. Yeah. Yes, you do. Yeah, you're you're a writer and you're a visual artist on the side. You make comics, which is exactly what I want to do. Yes. And you're applying to Oxford right now. It's a real exciting time for your life. Yes. Moving on from real exciting to imperfect. <laughs> Our third host. Tell us something about yourself. What do you do? I am busy. Yes, you are. You're a landscaping artist. You create your own guitars and you will give it marble inlays, which probably look marvelous. Edit! <laughs> and then you're also an, an auditive artist because you make music. We, you're not we... as much into creating fine arts, but you really enjoy the theory behind it. And then there is me, who's already introduced himself. You'll get to talk in a second, Imperfect, don't worry. Cool. <laughs> and I am also a visual artist, currently doing traditional art. And in the future, I will switch over to digital art because it's just really easy to do. And that's me. I'll create a comic eventually, is what I'm saying. And uh, tonight I was put into the mood of being a writer again. I've, sn I've jumped out of that one again because I'm not a writer. I'm just not going to be one. So, Imperfect, you wanted to say something. Uh, well, I'm an... You said I was an audit, auditive artist? Yes. Typically, we yeah. call those musicians. Technically, moving, they do. Moving on to this yes, week's topic. <laughs> so, let, let's move on to this week's topic. This week's topic is a bit of a special episode, because last week we talked about perfectionism and living an ordinary life. So tonight, for change, we'll talk about perfectionism and how to live an ordinary life. Of course. So for everybody who hasn't been tuning in, just a short recap of last week's episode. What did we figure out? We started with figuring out what, uh, what perfectionism usually leads to, which is not quite good. Uh, then we talked about imperfect's views on perfectionism, and those being perfectionism in itself isn't bad. You just have to see per something being perfect as being good enough for you, because it's never going to be objectively perfect, that's impossible. And then we talked about living an ordinary life for a bit, and how living an ordinary life is, in fact, a fairly admirable trait. So what I want to start off this week's episode is by explaining something we've been asked by a member last week, and that is my job as a model, and Ooh. I will tie this into today's episode, no worries about that. Oh my. So, uh, to start off, Tell us about your weekend perfect, because you've clearly prepared for this. What? Oh, I thought you were talking about being a <laughs> model. Yeah. Yes, I will. After you guys talk for a bit. Oh, this is like I don't want to hug up all the, the time. So people actually <laughs> I, listen to I, the I... end. Somewhere in this podcast, Summer is going to talk about being a model. <laughs> don't tell know him. when it's coming. You know, we'll be talking oh, about something yes. completely different, and Summer will just be like, I'm a model! <laughs> and he'll try right in. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's what we're gonna do. That's what we're going with now. Okay, perfect. Uh, what's it called? A mystery box. Exactly. So, so imperfect. What's keeping you so busy this week? Uh, job, and it's Christmas week. Ugh. Yeah. Christmas. Oh, well, at Christmas is. Does that affect landscaping? 
no. The 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 season because it's winter here. It's getting down to you know the twenties in Fahrenheit during the nights, oh. mid thirties during the days. Typically, that does affect landscaping, but for some reason, we're still busy. Yes. Do you guys have some way to deal with permafrost? Get a hard shovel and go at it. Oh, yes. That's just what one of my favorite fictional armies likes to do. Get the shovel and get at it. We'll get to that later on as well, I believe. Mm -hmm. Yes, we will indeedly. So yeah, you've been busy with your job. How about you, Heck? What have you been doing this week? Oh, well, I mean, I just recently moved back to Switzerland. And, I mean, pretty much all I've been doing since then is looking at universities and entering writing competitions and going absolutely crazy with work because that's the only way I can keep the demons out. Mm. The demons, not again. Do we get it? There you go. Do we? Do we get to read some of those writing pieces? No. Yes, we do. No, no, we don't at all. I've, I've never seen any of his writing. What are you talking about? How dare you imply? Well, I mean, the, the issue is, um, the curious thing with me is, oh. well, I have my little brand, The Mighty Heck, in, in which I post comics and all the digital art and all that fancy stuff. But then all my writing is under my real name. And I could show that around, but then the issue is it will be super easy to track down what my real name was, and then like my official like businessy contacting university email and all that stuff, and it's just yay. <laughs> I mean, maybe eventually, Yeet? you know, if I get super famous with writing and then mm. super famous with visual arts, I'm gonna pull that switcher where I'm like we're the same person, and it's gonna be real funny. <laughs> But so, I mean, if if any the old switcheroo. Yeah, if you're curious, Inti, I can always DM you some, and then with the three oh, of us can share. into those DMs. Exactly, the three of us can share this little little writing secret, and then the rest of the audience <laughs> in the podcast can always hate us for it they... because they will never know. Oh, and he... send me your best thing. Really... Send me some of some of your best stuff. Inti, all my writing is all my best stuff. How dare you! Because all of his writing is his worst <laughs> stuff as well. No, here's a really fun thing we could do though. On rare occasions, we'll show some glimpses of his writing, just just enough to keep keep an investor, but not enough to let them figure out who he is and what he's writing, and they can try sure. to guess who he is. <laughs> oh, you can try to guess his real name based on small glimpses of his writing, which we're I, never gonna reveal whether it is I, him. I, I and it's gonna JK be so Rowling. fun, and everybody will hate it. <laughs> Except for us, because we're, we're just going to sit there and snicker about people having ridiculous ideas. Oh, yeah. Talking I mean... about ridiculous ideas. I'm a model. Oh, and oh, I've picked this job is. up from my sister, who was studying at an art school, and the art school is just permanently looking for models. So, yesterday, that was Friday, the 20th of December, I took an eight hour session in total. So, the first session was from 8 to 8 a.m. to 1 p.m. and another one from 2 p.m. to 6 p.m. It was incredibly enjoyable this time around because that's the first time I've worked with this particular these particular classes. The first one was a painting one and they were quite alright people. They weren't quite in my age class or in my class of interest 
Therefore, while I did enjoy talking to them, I do not believe anything particular will come out of that outside of the drawing classes. Now for the second class. I have been having a lot of fun with those, because they're quite like you guys and quite like me. They're visual artists. They really enjoy it. Unfortunately, these people are sculptors, which we don't have a lot of in our server so far. And they do really enjoy sculpting, but this time they were just drawing me modeling. And I can tell you, even though it's just standing and sitting around for minutes, or for 20 minutes, it's tough work, because you get cramps and you get itches. You're not allowed to move a single muscle. So, and so after eight hours, you, you're kind of exhausted. So, so go yeah, ahead. It's like artistic nudity. Are you saying that somewhere out there, there are nude renderings of you? Uh, yes, they are. Ooh. Quite a lot of them, in fact. Oh. Well, you, hear, you heard it here first, folks. <laughs> yes, yes. I'm, I'm, I'm sending nudes around on artistic yeah. charcoal See, drawings. This, this, this oh, yeah. podcast, you know, is turning into a real treasure hunt. You know, find my writing. Join the figure. See what summer looks like naked. Find my charcoal drawings. Join, join, the, join because... the figure drawing channel for a sneak peek. Sneak peek at some <laughs> <laughs> Sneaky sneak peek. Oh, Jesus. Talking oh. about figure drawing. There's uh. a really awesome figure drawing course online. And there's a free version of it on YouTube. Oh, God, Just Google Proco figure drawing and it oh. will help you improve greatly. You shameless know. plugin is shameless. <laughs> we aren't yeah? even we're paid by Proco in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> Not at all. I just really like the guy. We wouldn't mind it if he did. Oh yeah, no, please give us money, program. Yeah, no, not at all. Yeah, yeah sure, G give us the sweet, sweet seat of money. Well, you know, thinking I, about it, yeah, once we are really big enough. <laughs> <laughs> yes, of course you would, you little greedy gremlin. No, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> so, right. Now, now I just Oh, heck, heck, I have a request for you. Oh, Could yeah. you draw yourself being a little gremlin that's just hogging a lot of money? That is a giant my default, bag. My default avatar is just that. Anyways. Your default avatar is hugging money. Yes. Well, yeah, we're all artists. <laughs> exactly. Preparation, right? Getting, getting back into the topic at exactly. hand. Exactly. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we, we also talked about uh, you. every person should have three hobbies which might be connected. Some of them might even be the same. I personally do not recommend keeping all three of them the same, but instead spreading them out so you have some hobbies to fall back on one once one of them or two of them become boring. So your hobbies are supposed to be one creative hobby, one hobby that makes you money, and one hobby that keeps you fit and active, right? Yep. Because that's yes. how you lead a healthy and beneficial life. And we also talked about the circle of human knowledge, which is just imagining the sum total of humanity as a hive mind and everything they know. And people start out in the middle, and once they focus on something, they can just improve and improve and learn more about the very specific, very small subset of knowledge. Eventually, they'll reach the outer limit of the circle, which is everything we know. And that's the point where you can either teach it to other people, which is valuable as is doing research and trying to expand the circle. And that's the only way humans have gotten knowledge so far. And in the end, we also had a the theory of diminishing returns is imperfect stated, which mm. keeps coming back and will keep co keep coming back. I hope the returns of mentioning this theory are not going to diminish. So do any of you guys remember something else from last week's episode? Because there's a lot of stuff I've written down. I, I, no. <laughs> no. 
well, so somebody was paying attention. <laughs> Imperfect. What about you? Yeah, no, I think you covered it pretty well. Pretty well. I didn't! There's still the whole thing of... Oh, no, wait, that's for today. Oh. There's just one more thing. Uh, seeing life as an RPG where you... Where you level up, yeah, I'm not, I'm, I'm spoiling, and spoiling stuff, yeah. And, uh, so one more thing, Imperfect, would you, or could you restate your opinion and your beliefs about perfectionism? Because I read up on that for today's episode, and I'd just like to reintroduce the topic. Go ahead. Okay. I remember what happened last week, as an artist specifically? Not yes. specifically, no. No. Or if, if you want to do it, you can do it specifically as an artist. No, I mean... And afterwards, you can also give us a general thing. See, because we talked a lot about perfectionism last week, so there's lots of things that can be said. Indeed. Such as... I don't get it. Sum it up for us. I don't get it, generally. Yes. Is because... You don't get the concept of perfectionism? I mean, I get it. I just don't, don't think don't it's... Get it. I don't think it's smart. <laughs> Well, I mean, it is the unhealthy ideal that people strive for, right? I mean, <sighs> it's not, it doesn't come from a good place. It's, it's a, I mean, to me, it's uh, the way I've experienced it. It's when people are... Summer, <laughs> it's not necessarily unhealthy. Shut up, Summer. You're not allowed to talk. <laughs> All right, I'll shut up. Talk. Go ahead. Well, I mean, at least. In my personal experience, right, with perfectionism, it's never been like the, the healthy people who've had this obsession with doing stuff perfectly all the time. It's always like the kids in school who've been neglected by their parents or the only way they felt affection by their parents is through doing things well. And over time... The Asian bloodline this... intensifies. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it becomes this unhealthy obsession with having to do everything perfectly because psychologically they've linked doing stuff you know perfectly to being worth something or being worthy of affection and if they don't do it perfectly then something in their head goes like you know alarm bells start ringing and they think they won't be able to i don't know continue normally get affection it's like everything to them is conditional they have to be great to be liked yeah and that's that's uh it's not emotionally healthy that attitude yeah. and i yeah. it's it there it's simply logically you can think your way out of it but emotionally you can't sometimes not everyone yeah yeah not everyone yeah. oh yes right yeah, that's what i wanted to get into thank you for mentioning <laughs> uh please keep talking oh really summer i mean should we give you a turn <laughs> Yeah, no, no, I'm, I'm, I'm just not a very talkative person. Yeah, oh, you're not. Yeah. No, uh, a, a question. Oh, no, I don't. Uh, a question for you two, though. Have you had any personal experiences with that kind of perfectionism? And oh, 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 I've, I've just realized something. Heck, mm -hmm. can I call you by your initials? My initials. So I've just figured out I do, in fact, know your real name already. Yeah. Well, I mean, my initials... If, if I use your initials, it'll be too easy for people. Yes, and also so my initials... So I'll just use initials. one of them. Wait, 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 my wait, wait. Initials, uh, is, it, just... is it IP Man? Yeah. No, it's not what? IP Man. It's bloody... Darn! <laughs> it's no, like... I'll, I'll, I'll just call you T. Yeah, well, my initials are really douchey. You know? <laughs> they make me sound like I'm supposed to be some 90s gangster or something. I just... Wait, I'm... you're not? 
Yeah, well, is, all right. Is this the same Hecate that keeps talking about murdering people? Back, For back example, his favorite offer. Back, back to perfection. What was your question? Back to perfectionism. Personal experiences. Hit me up. Okay, uh, MP, you want to go? For sure. Uh, specifically, I remember a time when I was doing scanlation. Do either of you know what scanlation is? Yes, I do. <laughs> but tell us about it for those who don't, because not everybody knows it. Scanlation is the fan translation of uh, international comics such as manga and webtoons into another language. So I was part oh. of a couple groups that translated uh, manga, so Japanese, we translated Chinese comics, and we translated Thai and oh. Indonesian. Oh. Yeah, so we, <laughs> I was taking part in that, and I was one of the proofreaders. So there, a translator would, you know, translate the original text into English. Try would, to. So, yeah, sometimes it was better, sometimes it was worse. Uh, I would take that and, you know, work some grammar magic on it, make it really nice. When you're dealing with grammar you can really get down into the minutiae very quickly and you can easily spend a month on a script. Scripts are usually like five to ten pages of translation. You can easily spend that long. But, I mean, and I would spend that long sometimes, especially beginning off, because it's like, well, I want this word there, but that word wouldn't work when you think about the translation two pages from now. And is that what the character would say? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> it got... Uh, short, short hooking. Do you prefer to, if people translate the words as exactly as possible, so use the most uh, fitting analogies, or when they use it uh, to transfer the meaning as exact as possible, so the wording probably isn't the same, maybe the sentence length isn't the same, or whom is, is referred to? But the overall meaning gets transferred easier. The meaning. Because when you... There, right. Yeah, there's lots of idioms in you know Japanese that just wouldn't make sense to an English reader. So it would kind of bring them out of the story. And yeah, I found the best way is just translate it as... Get the meaning as close as possible in, in my language. Yeah. <laughs> right. And here, here's another hook-in. Because there is two types of perfectionism, uh, apparently. One of them, or <laughs> some psychologists like to split perfectionism into two versions. Uh, one of them being obsessive perfectionism, I believe. And the other one being adaptive perfectionism. And the adaptive one is far more directed at the self. So you want to perfect yourself more than you want to perfect a particular project. And adaptive perfectionism does not drive you to do insane things or to criticize yourself. It just drives you to try a little harder next time. I can get that. It, yeah. So that's, that's the kind of perfectionism that I would support. But as you've already mentioned before, because you two were talking about the quote-unquote bad perfectionism, which is maladaptive perfectionism, and it's obsessive, which is how... You can most easily distinguish between these two types. So if somebody tries to be perfect, but they're perfectly all right with perfectly all right with not being perfect. <laughs> <laughs> so if they're just trying to be better, uh, that is not something you should talk to them about, 
or be concerned about at all. But if, if you just note an obsession so they can't stop thinking about it, it bugs them off time and time again, you might start to consider whether they, they, they need to talk about it if you see them as a friend. If you don't see them as a friend, push them if you're not. I mean, what? No, be, be nice to everyone, please. People are really sweet and caring, and they've all got their own stories. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, going back in perfect, tell us more about scanlations. You were doing grammar, and I'm still waiting for a story about perfectionism. Uh... So, so, something that you can tell us as, as a personal experience, because people like hearing stories, telling stories, in a way our readers just get the gist of what you yeah. mean. So they'll get the meaning, but not the wording. Go ahead. And dealing with the meaning behind sentences and idioms and all that. I think I, I spent... Mean, I heard something similar. <laughs> oh, I think I spent like two hours on one sentence one time just because it was not right. I, this is at a time when I was teaching someone proofreading too. So me and her were working back and forth for like two hours just trying to get the right meaning of this sentence when in reality no one cares. It was a th- it's just a throwaway line that people are going to read for half a second and be gone, never remember again. Mm, so Actually, I mean, I heard it's similar in, in like translation for, the, for animes as well. How when you dub over the Japanese, the original Japanese, they have to be really careful about what they say because not only do they have to adhere to the meaning, but they also have to adhere to the lip syncing, I think, and they aren't really allowed to change yes. it. I don't know, there's some crazy rules with oh, translations. Yeah. Well, that's with dubbing. Two short fun bits. What? So the first oh, thing yeah. is, that's the reason why the Japanese version of Dragon Ball, it says over 8,000, but the Ooh. Japanese word for 8,000 is far closer associated to our word for 9,000. Mm-hmm. So for English or other Latin-based languages, it got changed into over 9,000 because it just fit the lip movement better to say 9,000 instead of 8,000. Mm-hmm. That sparked its whole entire debate. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And the second thing being... I for- oh, yes. Second thing being a manga I read ages ago. It was called Defense Devil. had a very particular uh, pun in it, and that's why I remembered it, because puns are awesome. Mm-hmm. Fight me. <laughs> uh, yeah. So the, the pun in Japanese was... Pebble weather, but what do you expect from the devil world, or from the, yeah, from the world of devils? And it was a pun because the words for terrible weather and the word for uh, world of devils was, I think it was pronounced the same, so it was a homophone. I was just wondering, how would you translate the pun in? Well, I have no idea. Come on, MP. Jeez. <laughs> Yeah, come on, you've, do, you've done this. Uh, no, clearly yeah. you must be an expert in all of it. No, so typically we just translate it like that, and then put a PR note or a TL note right underneath it that says, "So this is what it was meant to be like." Because if the pun is language specific, then there's nothing you can do in translating it across, unless you want to get really, really intense and try and find make a, an English version. Yeah, make a new rhyme. Which... You, you could say uh, it's devilish weather. No, you can't say that, but there's, there's something you can say, I'm sure. That's, that's for people who get yeah. paid. So, 
uh, heck, your personal experiences with perfectionism. Well, I went over it briefly a second ago, right? Um, I went to an English private school for, oh, well, just all my life, you know. And the thing about private schools is they have a really competitive nature at heart. And I mean, for the longest time, I was the same kind of obsessive perfectionist. It's like if I wasn't perfect, you know, if I didn't do, you know, everything to the highest grades or whatever, then I would feel terrible, you know, be like I wasn't worth anything. And then over time, you know, you get, you grow out of that mentality. And I mean, I didn't grow out of it willingly, right? My grades just dropped. And instead of obsessing over it anymore, I just accepted it and started looking to other things to find self-value. And that's the sad part, I feel, about um, our modern school system. Like, we reward competition so much more than we reward community nowadays. It's not about working together to achieve a goal, or it's not even about learning anything anymore. It's just about the numbers and the grades and how you know well yeah. you can Gr do grades are a really stupid system yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know why we're still keeping them we almost abolished them for our primary schools then we put them back in because we've got a new government <laughs> side note though oh yeah well i mean and i so your your advice for snapping out of such a perfectionist mind view because as imperfect mentioned possible to do it logically it's hard to do it emotionally and your advice would be to just start failing at the tasks, <laughs> intentionally or unintentionally, <laughs> probably unintentionally, since no. you have a perfectionist mindset, and then you accept it, or is, is there some kind of moments you remember? You know, fail faster is a good concept. I use it in art all the time. Well, yeah, I wouldn't tell people to go out and seek out failure specifically. I mean, geez. I would. Um... I, I so would. <laughs> advise everyone who hasn't failed to go out and do a bunch of failures well, it builds failure... character and it puts you up later on yeah failure just experiencing naturally. failure is of vital importance i think what's more important to mention is that when you do fail you gotta you gotta get over it you know you gotta keep going everybody and needs to how fail. do you do that you practice with failure yeah um, what, because what practice yeah. makes progress. Oh, uh, your advice, or maybe some situations where you, which you still remember, where you got out of the mindset for some po or uh, out of some portion of the mindset, what has oh. helped you get out of that, get over it? Oh, of course. I mean, we. I have that classic example that everybody has. You know, I would be in physics class and I would do my test. You know, I get my grade back. And it would be something bad, you know, it would be like a, like, I don't know, maybe like 63% or something, you know, which is like a C or something, I don't know. And yeah, then... no, I, I'm sorry, I can't relate to that. Always got A's, <laughs> straight A's in physics. Yeah, I was homeschooled, <laughs> so I got A every single Okay, guys, Yeah, geez. of course you did. <laughs> it's only because I could Point go is, back, I, would... I could go back and change the grades. No. Oh well, I mean, okay, the point is I got a bad grade, all right? And you'd look around and then you'd see like a really sad, you know, other student that you'd walk up to them and you'd be like, oh, no, did you get a bad grade? And they'd be like, yeah, you know, it sucks so much. And I'd be like, oh, don't worry, you know, I got like a C2. It's not that bad. It's all okay. And they'd be like, yeah, you know, I got like 93%. Ugh. I really wish oh. to get like at least 97 and then you'd sit there and you'd, you'd, you'd it, it's so disillusioning because you sit there and you think to yourself 
Well, I don't care anymore. This is garbage. Why care about being perfect? <laughs> well, that's true. It's, this is garbage. It, it's not it, the it, top it, of the class. It, All right. It, we're, we're, we're role models here. We're setting examples. It's just annoying to have that kind of stuff happen to you. At the end of the day, you're never going to be the best because there's always going to be someone out there better than you. So why obsess with getting the highest grade? Just do as well as you can, and that will be a reflection of your own proper ability. I mean, does anybody really Here's... want to be like those kids who just spend all their days at home studying, and then they go out and they get their perfect grades, and then they come home and they've done nothing to expand their horizons. They didn't expand by going out and hanging out with friends. They didn't expand by gaining hobbies. They just sat this... there reading up on stuff. And now they're sad that they got their A's, but what is it worth? You know, nobody from my old school got into Oxford. There are people who got, like, amazingly high grades, right? You want to know why they never got into Oxford? Because they had the personality of a potato peeler, okay? They got the good grades, mm. but they neglected everything else in their life. I feel like there's something, there's yeah, something so... inside. There's a little bit pent up have you been holding something back heck <laughs> what <laughs> i never <laughs> you should you should come to my family dinners where my family starts talking about school i just sit there for like two hours and i rant on <laughs> I, I will go to your family dinners and i will have a discussion with you oh, no. and it will be <laughs> quite enjoyable yes i will i will very come on eat my food. what will you very grumpily you just wouldn't even invite food. me <laughs> oh yes, and and then I would say something like, you know, if you don't get accepted into Oxford based on letters of recommendation, you don't really deserve to be there anyway because you and, didn't put in enough work. <laughs> and then I flipped the right, <laughs> and then <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Anyways, I mean, that's and then you start thing. getting. Oh wait, no, I, you're right. I shouldn't. I shouldn't be doing that in front of the guy who constantly keeps talking about murder. <laughs> Oh, look look at our gleeful little maniac just giggling away when I mention it. <laughs> no. Murder is no. not funny, kid. There is no denying Back heck. on topic. Murder is... Back on topic. Yes, back uh, on topic. Thank you, Imperfect. Oh, that was a grandiose start. Uh, no, 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 I gotta talk for it. Because clearly I haven't talked. And I will get the Imperfect later on about uh, conscious incompetence, unconscious incompetence, etc. So just pat it down for now and remind me of it once I start going on a tangent. I will start by talking about the value of an ordinary life because most people who, well everybody, everybody in fact, who is alive and has been alive for a certain amount of years has experienced hardships, struggles, etc. We've all gone through our stuff. Yeah. And in those moments, you occasionally just think everybody seems so much happier. You might be annoyed because, or annoyed at yourself because you're not able to put in as much. So you just start to think, oh goodness, if I was just normal. And that's the value of an ordinary life. Now what I would like for everybody in, who's listening to this to do is the next time you go out and you do something clearly mundane, it's usually incredibly boring to you. Just think, take a second to think, about how grateful you could could be that you're able to just do this mundane thing. Because there is people out there who can't do it. I guarantee this. Oh, yeah. Just try to be a little bit more grateful for your everyday life. 
because in the end, uh, gratitude is not a thing about quality. It is about quantity. So if you're super happy and super stoked about something that's happened, maybe you've got an awesome Christmas present on Monday, and you'll be happy for, what, five minutes, an hour maybe? But that's the baseline for regular gifts. I know there's derivatives. So what happens if you're happy for your everyday life? You're happy for five minutes, and afterward, guess what? It's still your everyday life. You can still be happy about it. So you just keep going on having a nice life. Of course, you can't be happy permanently. That's also a damaging mind. But you, you can do it quite a fair amount of time. I would bet you can do it over three-thirds of your life. Just be happy. <laughs> excluding sleep. And this value of an ordinary life has been adapted into the art of the 16th century by a highly famous painter from Norway, I believe. And his name is John Vermeer. So John, J-O-N, or for those who want his full name, J-O-H-A-N-N-E-S. And the second name is V-E-R-M-E-E-R. -E -E now he is a painter, has created some of the most well-renowned and most expensive pieces we have today from the time period. Yeah, go on, And yeah. his, for, I do have a sample. Just give me a second, I'll send it in the in the chat after we've talked oh, nice. and his we'll one of his on most YouTube. famous examples just displays a street in his hometown and there's nothing going on there it was revolutionary at his time because up to this point everybody dis uh, displayed the life of a genius of a royal or something like that so something really extraordinary you ought to look up to right and then john romere comes along and thinks hmm, in fact an ordinary life is at least of the unequal footing, if not superior to these great moments. So he just goes there and paints a little street, nothing going on, just a bunch of children playing, a guy smoking a cigar, whatever you see on your street. Maybe somebody holding up their bio if it's raining. The regular stuff, you know? Mundane moments. And this has sparked an entire subgenre of painting called genre painting, mm. which Con which, uh, I've, I've forgotten the English word, which con, which, the, 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 give me a second to remember Say the word. Say it in German. And we'll hopefully cut this out. The German word, yes. Say it in Deutsch. Uh, yes, I, I'm, I'm thinking of the word in English language. Give me a moment. Trilingual problem. Sich kümmern um. Oh, which cares about uh, ordinary moments and just depicts things which you see as everyday scenes. Uh, it might show some more luxurious parts of life, but it always focuses on the everyday parts which everyone experiences. And that, is, that was just revolutionary at this time, and it's a neat subtype of painting. So I'll try to look for the picture later on. And it was John Vermeer. He was a famous painter even when alive, which is rare. And one of his most famous pupils is Casper Netscher. So Casper, I think everybody can write Casper. No, we have Netscher, N-E-T-S-C-H-E-R. He was a Dutch painter and a master in depicting oriental rugs, silk and brocade. And yes, I'm reading this off of Wikipedia. <laughs> I do not remember random painter's expertise. But he, he is also one of the bigger followers of genre painting. He was more focused on painting people, if I remember correctly and if I read correctly. 
say that that's just the art of ordinary life been sparked in Europe in the 16th century. And I would like if we all could just take a small piece of that and carry it throughout our lives. See mundane things as a piece of art. Imperfect. I wanted you to talk about something, and you remember it, hopefully. Go ahead. Something. You mean to talk about something about what you just said? Something, something. No, yes, you can start off with that, and then you can lead into your other thing. Oh, I don't know. I really enjoy everyday life. Especially in the fall time, I'll just, a lot, I'll just stop and look at the trees, because they're awesome. Especially during the fall. Yes, they are. And like... I'm kind of hurt now. You're, you're telling me summertime isn't your favorite. No, I, I, I hate summertime. It's my least favorite oh, season. Geez. Actually, spring is my least favorite season. What? Spring is... Well, I mean... So colorful. Yes, but I'm also like... Like, the one thing that I am definitely allergic to is pollen. <laughs> so spring is literally the season where everything <laughs> is out to kill me. So I'm not very fond of it. Nature just gives you a big flip. Yeah, it's it's horrible, I swear. I never knew how bad it was, you know? And then I went to get, like, the allergy test. And what's it, like, a six is death? Six is, like, what you would imagine, like, somebody who's allergic to peanuts you know, what what would happen to them if they ate a peanut, you know? And I'm, like, at a high five or something, so it's not nice. You know, I, speak, I just, I have to, like, wear a mask when I go out, and it's just, it's just, man, screw spring. Freaking bugs come back as well. It's all terrible. Gee. Yeah, I don't have allergies. Heck, could you please stop having a uh, contagious, or not contagious, non-contagious, could you please stop having a terminal illness every week? Last I, week you had 75 out oh, of yeah. 10 points the, on a like, bacteria scale. Yeah, this yeah. week you're telling us you're going to die due to pollen. What's yes. it next week? I don't worry about it. I'll, find, I'll figure something out. Well, if, if you're missing, we, we don't even know what's happened. There's so much going on. Imperfect. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, okay. Yeah, fall is the great. I love stopping and taking... Just not taking pictures, just just looking at them, especially in the in this in the spring too, because I don't have allergies, so I'm good. Just just <laughs> stop and look at the cherry trees, apple blossoms. <laughs> you can look at them from inside. You can plant them outside your doors <laughs> and just look at them. <laughs> it's just it's so nice, and I really appreciate it when I find a photographer who can capture. Because anybody can take a picture of a sunset, and it's going to be great. Unless you have a bad camera, then it's not going to be great, and you shouldn't be taking <laughs> pictures. But if, if, if you yeah. can take a picture yeah. of, of a bicycle up against a wall and make it look interesting, I love you, and you're an awesome photographer. <laughs> if you can draw it, it's all the same. Or if you can write a text about it, because a bicycle leaning against the wall, being written... It's interesting. Same for stories. If you can do any art, you're awesome. Mm, that's that's something I have to agree with. Oh, I, I thought I have to disagree with because oh. artists are really <laughs> terrible. I mean, they got a C grade on their picture, and I only got ninety five. So clearly, they're <laughs> trash. Should be disposed of. Well, you know the whole the whole conundrum between like the meaning of art, the aesthetic beauty of art. That can be another podcast. You know, that could be like ten oh, yes. podcasts. We should do a series oh, on it. Geez. Oh, that would be and awesome. Series. We can do oh, a series my. on it once we run out of oh, other geez. topics to discuss. Oh, but yeah, if, it, if it's interesting enough, we can do an entire 
season on yeah. it. Yeah. Oh my. We're gonna have seasons now. <laughs> yes. Uh, we, we're gonna have four seasons. We're gonna have summer, winter. Oh god. And we're gonna have a small bit of autumn for Imperfect. And the largest part will be for spring. I will I will leave the band. Goodbye. <laughs> oh no. Oh no, please don't leave us. What have we ever done it to you? It would be an imperfect well, I mean... summer without you. I swear to <laughs> The puns are taking over. You're powerless to resist. I can't. Oh god. Uh, well, you but... can't, but a famous philosopher can't. I'm, I'm... That was off topic. Back I'm on speechless. topic. Yeah, let's get. Oh, you're telling me Kant is not topic? Let's Have you even back. read the man's writing? Oh God, a <laughs> little bit, a little bit. Okay, you know what? Why don't we discuss? Oh, really? Cool. Well. I... Yeah, right. I'm back on topic. You're right. There we go. <laughs> let's talk about something else. Uh huh. Imperfect still did not get to talk about. Uh, what what was it? I forgot it as well now. Heck, do you remember what we wanted him to talk about? What was, what was the topic of this podcast again? <laughs> The topic is still perfectionism and an ordinary life, ah. and the value of an ordinary life. Oh, yeah, see? Perfecto. Um, Imperfect was going to tell us... Oh! Uh, oh! Yeah. I remember! Me too, totally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. I, I, I know what you're talking about. Sw giant sweat, sweat drop starts appearing on your forehead. Yeah. I, know. I wanted you to talk about conscious... Or first of all, unconscious incompetence and the various levels, because repetition makes people learn, and it's still on topic. Imperfect. Some thoughts on that connected to perfectionism, if you will. Oh, connecting to perfectionism. Mm. Pardon? I have to connect it to perfectionism. Well, it would be useful <laughs> in a podcast about perfectionism. It would be. It would be. Hmm. But now I have to make extra. Right. Uh, so, how about uh, I tell people what it is and you make the connection? Mm, sure, sure. <laughs> it's like a little game. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, we just say stuff and then the audience. Oh, I already have it. I I already okay, have nice. it. Go ahead. Come on, give give me your best shot. Okay. Well, this is trivial. <laughs> well, you're making me look dumb now. Uh. <laughs> um. The. So a short thing. I usually say trivial because we have a linear algebra teacher and he is one of the smartest people I have ever met in the field of mathematics because you can do five cross five matrix calculation in, in his head in a matter of seconds. No, my, I don't know and what that's, any of that, that means. That's the worst thing I can understand because he goes above and beyond this, but I can't comprehend what else he's doing. I'm not smart enough for that yet, but uh, the guy... He is teaching us linear algebra as a first semester class, and he's also going way above our level, which I enjoy, but we'll get into that later on. And he, he always just says uh, this and that is trivial, because he just thinks it's so easy, you should be knowing it just by looking at the formula. So he writes one formula, and then a solution, and he, in his head he does 10 reformings and uh, uses, what's it called, trigonomic identities, etc. All of these things, and he just thinks we can do them as well, and we can't. Uh, the second thing is in mathematics, the there is a various form of proof. There are types of proofs you can use, and as a student, the most enjoyable form of 
proof is the following. The proof is trivial and left as an exercise to the reader. And it, it's just really fun when you can say that. Mm. I enjoy it way too much. So anyways, go ahead. Give us unconscious incompetence. That was a long time, but not too bad. I enjoy hearing about smart people. <laughs> okay. Yes, they're very smart. Yeah, yeah, competence. Talking about competence here and how good you are in any skill. There's four levels uh, of competence at any skill. You have unconscious incompetence. So let's say you wanted to start playing an instrument as I play the guitar. So you, you pick up a guitar and you're like, well, what am I supposed to do with this? But are you, how do you hold your fingers? What are you doing here? It's unconscious incompetence. After studying along for a little bit, you reach the level of conscious incompetence, where you're more aware of what you don't know. Like, okay, you hold your fingers like this for a C chord, and you do that for an E chord, and you strum up and down with your wrist or your elbow, blah, 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 blah. After doing <laughs> that, conscious incompetence for a long time, that's the longest stage. You reach a level of conscious competence where you still have to think about it a little bit, generally, but you can do this skill. Like, you know what you need to do, you know how to do it, and you're still not perfect yet. You're not, you haven't passed all your college classes on it, but you're pretty decent. You can make a living off of it. And then you reach the level of unconscious competence where you are a professional at what you do. You can go do a gig, and you could go join up with uh, a whole band, and you all, if you're all in the stage of unconscious competence, you all know what you're doing, you all know how to join with each other, and it's just, it's, it's the highest level of a skill. And I think those are the four levels. Yeah. And that's also the four levels of our podcast, because right now we're at, le at stage two, which is the longest one. But we are becoming increasingly aware of our oh. inability to do certain things or of our lack of knowledge about certain fields. Yeah, yeah. I'd, and also, me... <laughs> go ahead. There's a, there's a channel on YouTube that just exemplifies this. It's called Mike Boyd. He's, he's a guy. And he, I'm pretty sure he knows <laughs> this whole little thing theory of competence because his his whole channel yeah. is based on how long does it take me to learn this skill so how long does oh. it take me yeah how long does it take to that sounds interesting learn to play the guitar left-handed because he's right-handed how long does it take to learn how to sing high enough to shatter a wine glass yeah and how long does it take to uh, there are other ones. Go look him up, Mike Boyd. There are other ones. Yeah. Mike Boyd. We're, we're, we're really doing, doing a lot of advertising yeah, exactly. here. Jeez, when are we <laughs> going to get paid <laughs> for this, huh? Heck, you're, you're going to be uh, the next advertiser, so the next guy you really want to put out there, tell us about him. Oh, a few uh, pointers before I forget them. So before Imperfect interrupted me, I also wanted to say... We are also becoming aware of the fact that we keep talking into each other, yeah. which is not ideal for a podcast. <laughs> yeah. But it, ha, 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 ha. yeah. Another thing that's, that's, is um... the theory of competence relating to perfection, <laughs> which, is, which is our overarching topic. So, maladaptive 
perfectionism is when you're stuck at the poor part the second part which is conscious incompetence and you focus on the incompetence and you just keep making it worse because you will beat yourself up over it and whatever you say your brain listens in on it and tries to adapt to it which is also why ants automatic negative thoughts are terrible for you and that's a whole other topic of course i'm doing a course in self-improvement right now it's been teaching me about these things fairly enjoyable really cool done by jim quick there is a few free classes on youtube go check them out have fun it's gonna help you relax and have a better life it's gonna help you figure out what you want to do and it's a tall order. what you want to do jim quick yeah but he's a really lovely guy and he did start out with learning disabilities but go listen to his story it's a heartfelt a heartwarming story and yeah i, I can recommend him it's similar to your writing except it's happening as we speak because he's alive oh. and some of these stories are also happening as we speak oh not that i would know of them because i didn't oh. read them mr t exactly uh, yeah. we... and then the, the, there's a few more things so unconscious incompetence is really tough to reach because even those people who make a living do not necessarily possess unconscious incompetence in perfect set and one thing from way ago when we started this episode is you can't be perfect now generally i agree to this however there is certain people and certain points where i have to make an exception for example art i will make an exception for jim uh, kim jong-gi who is just perfect apparently and I believe he is the most skilled artist currently alive. So if you really want to see what the limit or what the top scoring artist in the world is right now, look at Kim Jong-gi. Really lovely guy. Uh, I don't even know how old he is, but I I found him through my drawing tutor, Proko. Also check him out. So yeah, perfectionism is bad if it's focused on the unconscious incompetence. And it can be used for good if you focus less on that. So you, you still accept it, but you're all right with your, uncon- uh, with your conscious incompetence. Because, you know, you can change it into conscious competence eventually. And mm-hmm. that's where adaptive perfectionism really shines. Because you focus on your consci- conscious competence and try to get that to be even higher. Unconscious incomp- uh, competence. There we go. That's my take on it. So, a few pointers, or do you have something you wish to say? Heck, you haven't talked in a long time. G- give us an advertisement for somebody. Okay, sure. Uh, have you guys heard of the Mighty Heck on Instagram? Who I isn't you? He's just 60 followers away from 200. And as I heard, as soon as you get to 200 followers, it just starts increasing by its own. So, you know... Y'all want to go follow him? Seems like a cool guy. You know, I, I kind of want to go unfollow him now. I, no. <laughs> that's, not, that's not the point of this. Uh, sure. Let's go back. Yes, it is. <laughs> Let's go back to the uh, Now mundane. relate this to perfectionism. Well, I was going to link it more to the mundane. You know, the... the, the ones well, the that's a shame because the... we're not talking about the mundane today. Oh, we are. Yeah. You can <laughs> gladly link it to the mundane after you've done perfectionism. Okay, sure. What, what you? I, I zoned out there. <laughs> I'm waiting for waiting for waiting for heck. Well, what did you want me to link? All I remember is you wanting me to make an ad for something. 
Yeah, I want you to link it to perfectionism now. Link, link what somewhere? <laughs> You're advertising. Oh, 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 cool. Good thing <laughs> oh, we can... that's a bit loud. We'll have to downplay this. <laughs> Good thing we can edit stuff out. Uh, okay. Well, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the no. mighty Hank <laughs> no. used to be a perfectionist. And, well, if you look at his work, you can clearly see a good example of just saying, screw it, this is good enough, and posting stuff. I, I like that take. Screw it, this is good enough. Yeah. Now we go on to the mundane, and then Imperfect gets his say because he's burning to say something. <laughs> if he isn't, now he's got time to prepare. Go ahead, heck. Well, I mean, I feel like the mundane things in life are things you can only really enjoy when... You've reached a certain level of happiness yourself, you know. I mean, when you're just like depressed because of like outside pressures in your life, then it it becomes kind of hard to look at the world as anything more than this gray, expansive mass that's just out there to put you down. And then you know, it's kind of like a snowball effect. How you know, as soon as you notice one thing, you know, you get a little bit happier. You notice one beautiful thing about the mundane. I notice another and then another. And I mean, for me, it's always been difficult in my school time to notice anything that I really liked. But if I had to think back now, I can say that um, the last mundane thing I really enjoyed was just watching snow fall from the sky. Because I remember it had been raining for a very long time in Finland. And then one day it just started snowing. And I looked up and it was the, the, the most beautiful thing I saw. In my Wait, time did, there. did you look at your girlfriend again? Uh, or was it really snow? I looked at the snow. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 sure. Also, nobody... Like snow. Huh? No, uh, I'm single, okay? That'll all boost the podcast ratings. <laughs> we, gotta, we gotta keep up with <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, some people really dig that immoral stuff of people having a significant other as well. Nah, nah, nah. We we gotta appeal to the demographics. We already have Imperfect as our hottest single. Oh. He's hot and he's single. <laughs> also, no. uh, if you guys hear a really loud noise, they heard by my neck cracking. That's because my neck was cracking. Oh, and don't mind it. See, I'm, I'm just uh, laying down with my head on my chair right now. Don't worry, summer's I dying. I have been having a busy day. <laughs> what? No dying? All right. Because I'm not gonna die tonight. See, I refuse to have Imperfect be the hottest single, and, you know, I can't be the hottest single either, so I, I think I just have to date Imperfect. That's, that's what we're going on Oh, to. shit. <laughs> this, right, this so I, I, would, I would date him as the 13th of March 1999. <laughs> I'm not sure about anything except for the oh. year, because it's... I'm not even sure about what it's like. 99 or 89, but it's one of those. March 13th? So he's the 13th of March, yes? Oh, you're pretty far off, but okay. But uh, how far am I off? Six months. And a little bit. Oh. Look at that. So when, wait, when is your birthday? August 25th. Oh, you're talking about that exactly. kind of date. Yeah. August 25th, you heard it here first. Congratulate Imperfect on his birthday. Join our server and you get to do some really fun stuff. Yeah. Oh, look, my birthday is in August, August too. Look at that. Oh, birthday buddies. Oh, oh yes. my god. Heck, yes. heck, 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 heck. Yeah. When is yours, heck? Oh, it's the 7th. The 7th. 
Yes. Oh, so you're like... Oh no, wait, you're not older than him, Perfect, you're younger. <laughs> you're far younger than him. You're almost a baby! No, I'm not. Yes. Yeah. How old am I? Oh, enjoy your youth, guys. What a blast. <laughs> am I 12? Or... 14? <laughs> Place your oh, bets now. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, 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 That's dun. gonna split the comment section. <laughs> so, we, we have all of the important birthdays now. Imperfect. Clearly, you haven't been jesting with us. Clearly, you've been thinking about something. What's your now you wish to share? Summer, you gotta tell us your birthday. Jeez. Yes, my, my, my birthday is a Tuesday. Ah, man. Oh, I know which Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, it's that. It's the Tuesday <laughs> after the Monday. Ah. Aha. Yes, it's even the Tuesday before the Wednesday. Aha. That's it. Yep, I knew it. Yeah, you're a smart guy. There we go. So what have you been thinking about, smart guy? Uh, if you deal with perfectionism, just good enough is the best mindset to have. Because rarely, rarely in life do you ever get the opportunity to work on something till it's perfect. I don't think. Yes, and even if you do, you would have to consider whether it's worth it. Because diminishing returns is a thing. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, what was that? So like, if, if you're... 99% perfect and spend 10 times more effort than you did so far to get it to 99.9%, no one's gonna notice. Yeah. yeah. That's what I was thinking yeah. of as well. <laughs> ha. I'm sorry. I'm, I'll, I'll try to talk less because I am doing a lot of the talking. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think, I mean, we, we, we covered a good basis on, on both these topics now. I mean... What's our next topic for next week? Are we gonna, let's tease it a little bit. Oh, oh, are we already done with this week's topic, though? Because I still have more pointers to go oh, on. Please go on, because I have no idea what to say anymore. It's, it's, it's been about an hour, and i got to leave in about half an hour, I think. Oh, oh right. So one, one more thing, uh, yeah. maybe two more things, and then we're done. I'm going to do our plugin for next week's topic. Perfect. First one, Charles Bukowski. Oh, yes. Bukowski is a fairly out. famous guy. You know about him? Tell us about him. Uh, me? <laughs> yes. Ah, I've been put on the spot and my Discord just froze. Oh, no. Uh, can everybody still hear me? Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah, of course, your Discord froze. <laughs> just your voice checked in because we hear you talking. So well, go uh, ahead. Well, okay. Yes. Oh, there we go. It's back. Uh, Charles Bukowski oh, was it, it really a, a writer and. I mean, I didn't read up much on him. I only watched that short video essay that you sent us. But if I had to give you guys the rundown, it's a writer who's primarily marked by the fact that he wasn't successful for many, many, many years. And for a long time in his life, he even gave up on writing altogether. And I feel like that all, the, all these experiences with being neglected for his work and underappreciated have kind of seeped into his works and it almost has like a little bit of a uh how do you even put this it has a i wouldn't say cynical tone fatalistic no <laughs> how would you describe it sorry nihilistic nihilistic there you go tone to his writing and uh yeah yeah i mean that's him you know he never right. gave up on writing well he sorry he gave up on writing and then he continued again <laughs> And he just kept working yeah. through all the pain and the suffering, and eventually he was rewarded for it. So I guess his message is, 
don't 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 screw up don't give what's it don't what die is, no don't, he is don't die the quote was um don't try right because you shouldn't yeah. have to try with art and with writing that's with one that of stuff. the occasion right but yeah the short run of of Tukowski, he was born german okay. and then he did move to the u.s eventually he always had this dream of becoming a writer, but was put down by his peers from a fairly young age. Then eventually made a small break as a writer for a newspaper, I believe. However, he didn't go into business enough to support himself, so he had to go back to a job which he uh, citedly hated. Yeah, so why is why do writing on the side? Repeating everything Hector said. Yes. Is this relevant? But in more this, um, detail. Is this relevant, Summer? This is important. Do you need term. to go over it? Yes. You can just right, send I'm... people to look at his Wikipedia page. Oh, yes, yeah. All right. Like... Guys, look at look at Charles Bukowski's Wikipedia page. I'm sure you can spell the name. And yeah, he was saying don't try. Yeah. And as we've discussed today, don't try is cool if if you don't take it too far either. That's my end point. Because Bukowski is a representative, or could be a representative, of uh, maladaptive perfectionism. Because you aren't allowed to just try being better. You have to be better, and that's a lot of pressure and stress. Just and like stress Jonas is unhealthy. Said. Yes, do or Do or die. do not, there is no try. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Sure. Right, he didn't say do or die. Never mind. <laughs> do, do or die, Luke. Get the damn plane out or die! Wreck <laughs> uh, you, I shall! <laughs> I can't do Yoda voice. Oh god, I'm not even gonna try. Point is... Um, you, yeah. I shall. Yeah, don't try, <laughs> heck! Yeah, oh yeah, jeez, okay, I just, I just don't, okay, I won't. <laughs> just don't, uh, right. Well, I mean... Uh, last... Last topic of today, and then we're doing the shameless plug. Uh, no, we we will even take out the last topic of today because we can put it into next week's episode. And I'm never gonna tell you guys what the last thing of today is. So, so far, I hope you've all had a lovely time. And next week, join us again when we're going to be discussing the differences of talent, genius, and hard work. Oh my, I'm all three. <laughs> yes. You're very different from yourself and from yourself. Yes, don't worry. Let, let me cite somebody. See, <laughs> since we were talking about the differences between these three, and uh, you're all three of them, I'll look up a quote. Imperfect, meanwhile, tell us something funny. Something funny. Go on, MP. Go on. Go on, oh. man. <laughs> I learned a, a knock-knock joke today. Oh, lovely. Please do tell. Knock, knock. Who's there? I eat mop. I eat mop who? <laughs> oh, poop jokes will always be funny. That's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you, you could say the joke was pretty shit. Oh, I see. <laughs> you know what? I have a horrible... Uh, I only know horrible, racist... Terrible jokes. I don't know if any of them Don't tell it. Yeah, it's not appropriate. Don't tell it. Yeah. Look, my, my. Here's the thing. I would. Personally, I would enjoy these jokes because my humor is black enough. Every American cop would shoot it on sight. Oh my God. But that's not the uh... point. <laughs> oh, 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 God. Yes. We have to edit yeah. all of this. <laughs> yeah, sure. Talking about, uh, no, we'll talk about the editing after our, we do our off moderation. Sure, cool. So, 
next week's episode, talent, genius, and hard work. Heck is all free. So here we will just, I'll insert a quote from Søren Kierkegaard describing Heck's self, all right? Perfect. The self is a relation which relates no. itself to its own self. Or it is that in the relation that the relation relates itself to its own self. No, no, the self is not a relation, but that the relation relates itself to its own self. Oh, so yeah, if, if your friends ever answer something you don't feel comfortable answering, just learn this quote, tell it to them, and smile. No. Don't I'm that. sure it'll answer all of their questions. Uh. You, you can use it in any situation. It's a get-out-of-question-free card. So yeah. <laughs> Sharon Kierkegaard was a very talented philosopher talking about talent. Next week, talent, genius, and hard work. And how heck is it? So far, I hope free. you've all had a most marvelous time listening to us. I hope you've learned something new. I hope this has helped you improve yourself and maybe become a more perfect human. I have been summertime. With me, I have had heck. I have had him perfect the hottest singles of the podcast. <laughs> and. Please do not forget to leave us a 5-star rating on iTunes, leave us a thumbs up and a comment on YouTube, and a subscription to our channel if you enjoy listening to this. Also give us all the good reviews you can on any other, other platform. In this matter, I shall see you next week. Goodbye. Bye-bye.